Hello and welcome back to the Magic Kathy show. I do have a very special episode as always for you today because I have an interview guest who is really really interesting because he helps us understand how we manifest in the best way possible and that's a question that I get asked a lot and obviously I use astrology to help us all be aligned, be on the path and manifest the best life possible to stay in your magic, step in your magic and create a magical life. And he's sort of like an extension to everything that I already shared with you or continuously share on the podcast. He bridges the gap between mind, gut and yeah, the heart really. And if you listen back to my, I think it was a Pisces, some sort of Pisces related episode where I talked about the heart and how the vibration of our heart really manifests our reality because it's frequency, right? That's actually something that we are talking about in this episode as well, in this interview. So it's really interesting to get the science piece of the manifestation and how manifestation works into this uh, podcast as well. So I'm really excited to have him on the show. And I also want to remind you of a video that I posted a while back on my YouTube channel that is all about your manifestation formula based on astrology, which is really interesting to have as an add-on. In that video, I share my personal astro manifestation formula that I came up with reflecting on how manifestation works based on astrology and how you can use your birth chart to really help you manifest in the best way possible so you can come towards fulfillment and happiness and really manifest the things that your soul desires, right? So if you're interested in that, I will link the video down below in the show notes and if you're interested in your personal manifestation formula you can reach out to me either on my instagram or you can send me an email or just leave a comment on the youtube video however you want to reach me you know where you can find me and i would love to help you out with your manifestation formula it's so interesting to look at the venus placement the pluto placement the mars placement all the placements in the chart to really really understand how you can manifest your best life possible and obviously the interview with michael is an amazing add-on to that whole topic as well so be excited to dive into it and let's get started Welcome to the Magic Kathy Show. I'm excited about the topic we are talking about today because I obviously talk about manifestation a lot, but you have, um, I would say, a deeper approach to it or a more holistic approach to it, which basically you will tell us more about in a second. So first of all, let us know who you are and what you are doing. Yeah, thank you so much for having me today, Kathy. I, I mean... I was looking, I've been looking forward to this since we talked about it or since we kind of first met on the internets yeah. uh, a little while ago, because yeah. I think we're both on the same vibe, the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. We're both in alignment with uh, our mission to help people expand, right? Yeah. 
Um, so basically I'm a chiropractor. That's my training. Um, but right now my main focus, my love, what I help people with is brain performance coaching. And I focus on the brain because I think it's part of the body that is so misunderstood, but it ties really ancient wisdom and science in together in a way that when we focus on it, when we actually create transformation in the brain, then we are able to completely make transformation in our life. And we kind of get little aspects of it here and there from different people. But what I'm trying to do, what, I'm, what I do is tie it all together and make it complete. So as complete as it possibly can be, because we don't know what we don't know, right? Mm. In order for people to truly make change and transformation in their life so they can activate those manifestation powers and abilities because our, our world is created in our mind, right? Our thoughts create reality. But if our brain isn't functioning properly, if our heart isn't supporting our brain properly, if our gut isn't supporting our brain properly, then those visions are going to be unclear and our manifestation tool, which is our body, right? Our body is our vehicle of consciousness as Dr. Joe Dispenza says, then it's going to be a lot harder to create what we want in the world. So just removing any type of resistance, whether it's uh, thought resistance, physical resistance, chemical resistance, emotional resistance, and allowing whatever it is, whatever your purpose is in your life, whatever you're trying to create flow through you easily and freely. Mm, I love that because I feel like a lot of people, especially in the spiritual community, they just skip the body part. They just want to ascend and they just want to, you know, be up there in space. And I'm definitely sometimes part of that where you just have to remind yourself, wait, I'm actually a human and I'm a human for a reason. So I have to probably use the body and maybe even connect to the body more in order to make all of these manifestations that we want to call in happen. And obviously a big part of that is also, at least for me, like that has been a breakthrough to understand, well, maybe it's also to, through the vibration of the heart, right? And how can mm -hmm. we sort of influence that or understand the vibration of our heart? And yeah, it's interesting. Like, how do you, where do you start? Do you start with the brain? Do you start with the gut or with the heart? Because it's, it's obviously yeah. really complex. I think it depends on where the person who's going, who I'm working with or who's going through this and investigating it, like where they're starting at. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of, if you're unhealthy, and your body's not fun if you're eating foods that are causing neuroirritation or they're toxic for you or something like that, and you're not exercising and your body just really isn't in the shape it needs to be in order for you to create those manifestations. The first thing that people should do is start cleaning that up, start working with the physical body. Cause chances are, if that's where you're at, you're pretty grounded in the three dimensional reality. And like, that's where you should be focused on fixing. And then you can start working on, uh, once you start, at the same time, you can still do this, like working on your energy and your thoughts, but that should be like your main area of focus, right? And then when that's clear, it's going to be a lot easier for you to have clear thoughts and know what thoughts are yours and versus other people. And it's going to be a lot easier for you to feel emotionally better because the chemicals in your body for that create those types of feelings are going to be optimized because of what you're eating and how you're moving and uh, what else, whatever else you're putting into your body and doing with it. So it's going to be a lot easier to tie the thought with the feeling because the feeling is generally going to be good mm. because it, you're working on, you're fixing 
the physical components of it. Um, and then maybe work on the thought and then the energy, whatever is easiest for you. It's like, that's why we, you do an evaluation and kind of see like where you're at and then uh, start there, if that helps. Yeah, for sure. And how did you start thinking about these three elements when it comes to manifestation specifically? Yeah. So, I mean, my background is in the fitness world. I started this, uh, I, I used to be super into bodybuilding and in bodybuilding, it's all, a lot of it has to do with people think of it as the physical thing mm -hmm. where you're exercising and then you're eating food. And like, that's what you're using to change the way that you look, but there's so much visualization mm -hmm. and, uh, that portion of it and changing how your thoughts are and changing how you're thinking and seeing yourself with it. That's where I kind of started at. Um, and then I went, became a chiropractor and seeing patients and seeing thousands of people, I realized, especially with that kind of training, that it was a combination of all three. Like you're, most people think of most, even not just mainstream medicine, they think of alternative medicine as just like a physical thing. Mm. Or they think of it as just an energetic thing if you do like Reiki or kind of energy medicine. But in my experience, most people respond and get the best, the fastest, like improve their health when you tie in the physical with the energetic, with the way that they're thinking. And you do that kind of like by talking to people, like changing how they're thinking and yeah. using kind of NLP techniques and that kind of stuff when they're, if they were like a patient in that kind of setting. Um, and we're always working with energy, but when you're conscious of it and you're intentional with it, it changes how you're working with it, right? You know this. Um, and the physical body is one way to influence that. And make things easier and move resistance in it so it was just my my experience from working with people and then my own experience in my own life of just people that were showing up and when they show up and like what i would do uh working on myself and what i would see things change in my life and i'm i'm always going to be a student right i'm always yeah. studying and learning and um working with coaches and taking programs because we just, there's just so much out there that we don't know, but there's these commonalities, right? Time is the great equalizer. Things that work, they probably have been around for a very long time. So if we look to like the ancient wisdom and the ancient practices, if we decipher them into our modern language, which for most people it's science, but some people it's not, some people it's the esoteric kind of way of talking about it. It just depends on you and where you're coming from then we can start learning from it and we can start applying it to right now yeah absolutely and i also think you know especially that that would be a really interesting question <laughs> for me to have for 2020 because i feel like we all feel that the frequency of the planet is sort of like changing when more people are waking up and i feel like a missing link here is to understand that our body also have to sort of upgrade to a certain degree yeah. so how do we help our body which would be you know the heart but also the gut like everything um to be in alignment with the change because otherwise again like we would be disconnected and i don't think that is a long-term um sort of goal that we all have we want to be integrated like whole in that new frequency so how do you see that could happen for all of us yeah i mean maybe not everybody right? Because yeah. not everybody's <laughs> going to have this awareness. But yeah. if that's something that you want, and that's something that you're working on, mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. And the main theme of it, the main thing, whether whatever area you're working on or whoever you're working with or whatever type of practice that you're doing, the main thing is to start switching your focus of creation from outside into inside out. Mm -hmm. So the things that are going on in the world today, whatever it is, they're kind of independent of what's going on inside of you, Mm -hmm. right? And when you work on what's going on inside of you with your physical body, with your energetic body, with your thoughts, and that's where your focus is, then the environment starts to kind of gradually change around you, or at least your perception of the environment starts to gradually change around you. So by doing that, since we are all deeply connected to everything in the unified field of the universe, Mm -hmm. that's how we start making the change. It's not by, you know, telling other people what to do with their lives or what their opinions are and thought, what our opinions and thoughts are of what the law should be or all of that stuff. Like that's not even that important, in my opinion, because those all those things change. Um, and when we, we work from, we transform from the inside out and we know that's because all things are connected and one, right? Because through quantum physics, it's not just like saying like this <laughs> spiritual way of saying it. It's actually really how things are physically, scientifically, then we stop seeing each other as so separate, Mm -hmm. right? And we stop seeing each other as like someone else that we need to change instead of someone else that we need to, you know, just be an example for and a grounded individual human being for Mm -hmm. in these higher frequencies. Because when we're grounded in the higher frequencies and we're grounded in love and we're grounded in enlightenment, whether we see the change physically happening or not in front of our eyes, like the person could be going like crazy in front of you, their field is taking that information and that's changing. And their, their brain, the mirror neurons of their brain are also taking that information of like how you're being and kind of like pulling it into themselves and making them part of themselves mm-hmm. just by how you show up. Yeah, absolutely. You attract what the the vibration that you have as well. So um, how would you suggest someone, you know, let's take an example. I want to manifest a husband. Like how, how would you go about doing that when you take all of these three elements into consideration? Like the heart, the brain, the gut. Yeah, I think it, it doesn't matter what you want to create, right? Um, you have to work on being clear and on your physical body. You have to align the thoughts, right? We all know this. You have to step into the feeling of if you already had it. And if you step into the feeling of if you already had this person in your life, for example, finding a husband, then that means that you're not feeling in a way that you don't have it already, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's a tricky Um, one. If you've never experienced that, you don't even know how it could feel. But you know how other things feel, you know, how they, you think it feels like this way of like, Oh, I feel this good feeling all the time being around this person. No, (laughs) it's like, uh, if you wanted to have lunch and you know, you had like a sandwich in your fridge, you just walk to the fridge and take it out of the fridge. And like, that's what it feels like. It just feels like going about your business in everyday life. And that's why typically when we let go of the thing that we want, when we stop looking for that person, they magically show up. But they'll show up a lot more clear if your thoughts are clear and your body is clear and your emotions are clear. 
-hmm. like you'll start noticing it more like the veil will become a lot thinner if that makes sense yeah absolutely and i mean so much of our i mean i love that you uh, focus on the brain because so much of the brain we don't even use um you know there are a couple i mean is it science that actually say, says that it's like 90 percent junk dna that we have oh yeah in our in our cells i mean in so our cells. it's not the brain it's the cells it's every every cell yeah. in your body yeah right they they there's like 98 95 percent uh, junk DNA, which just simply means that they don't know what it does. Mm. Um, and maybe it's for abilities and things that we don't know or forgot that we have, because there's, if we look at history, ancient history, there's all of these things around us. And then we don't even know how they were built, how they got there, like the pyramids of Egypt. And, um, we don't even know how old our civilization mm. actually is. There's so much debate around that. So if we look to our histories, and that's also another thing, if you look to your history, no matter where you're from in the world, no matter what your biological background is, then you start to see like how capable your DNA is of actually doing something, how amazing you actually are. Mm. And you become empowered. You stop becoming a victim because if your ancestors could do it, you can do it. Yeah, for sure. And what is your take on, because you work with the brain, that we only use 5% of the brain? Is it all um, me and numbers? But I think it's 5% of the brain, right? Well, we only, our analytical mind, yeah. the conscious mind that we're like walking around the world with, like thinking and like thinking that we know things, that's only about 5%. That's only about 5% of the information that our senses, our physical, our, you know, sight, touch, sound, smell, uh, sound, all of those things are taking in all this information and we're only kind of like filtering through and using 5%. Mm -hmm. But our subconscious mind, the other 95% that's running these automatic programs that are kind of keeping us where we're stuck, that's the other 95%. It's absorbing all of that stuff and making interpretations about, without you consciously making these interpretations about your world. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that hold most people back. So unless you're going in and rewiring those subconscious programs, the subconscious parts of your mind with different techniques, you're going to always hit these invisible walls of like where you're stuck at. And no matter how much money you make, you're going to always end up like keeping the same amount. No matter what relationship you're in, you're going to keep on repeating the same exact relationship patterns that you keep on doing and maybe not even be aware of it. You just mm -hmm. think like, oh man, this is that person was a little different so it was a different situation but when you take a step back mm. it all looks the same and it's because our brain is our conscious mind is running on this like 95% unconscious mind the unconscious mind actually makes decisions half a second about before our conscious mind before our anal analytical mind and then our analytical mind thinks that it's consciously making those decisions mm. So we think like we want the things that we want or everything was our choice, but it really kind of wasn't our choice. It's our programs and our habits choices. So when you change those, then you can start changing your life and you can start changing the manifestations. So, I mean, back to your program, I mean, back to your question about uh, manifesting a specific husband, you have to change those programs. Mm -hmm. You have to change who you are on the identity level, thought-wise, identity-wise, but also physically, so you can start reconnecting those neurons a lot easier. Mm -hmm. And energetically, so your frequency is different, attracting the same person. I'm attracting the right person. 
attracting the right people and experiences and feelings, the right timeline in order to make that happen. So like you can think that you're manifesting something because your analytical mind is like saying, yeah, 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 I'm doing it. I'm doing all the motions. But if you're not actually changing anything on the subconscious level, on the brain-based level, nothing really is going to change. The same things are going to keep on showing up. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's literal reprogramming because that connects you with the heart too because the heart and emotions, that's just a reaction of beliefs that you have inside of you. And most people are just really not aware of the beliefs that run the show half of their time or probably most of their life. And it's really interesting. Um, I recently got asked that question too. Why a lot of people that in the spiritual community especially and that talk about manifestation, a lot of them have the background in the fitness industry, because I don't know if you know, but that was my background too. Yeah, yeah. And um, how do you, how do you uh, think, like why, well, I have my own idea about it, but I would love uh, to have your idea on that. About why most of the people, like yeah. a lot of the people have the background in the fitness industry. Yeah. Maybe even for your own journey, you know, what inspires you to get into the fitness industry and then what sort of like, I don't want to say erase that desire to, you know, have that perfect body, whatever it is. But well, because I wanted to change who I was because I didn't like what was going on in my life. Mm -hmm. So I think for most people, the logical way of doing it is to change their body. Well, the easy, like they think the easiest way because our bodies are vehicle of consciousness, right? So we start mm -hmm. changing our body and all the stories that are around us in society say like, if you change how you look, then everyone else is going to treat you different. Mm. Everyone else is going to see you different. And that didn't change really kind of did, mm. but it was how I was seeing myself. Um, and until I started, and then I thought maybe it was like, Oh, if you make a bunch of money, then you'll start changing how you see yourself mm. and become successful. And that, that also is not another, doesn't really change anything. Yeah. doesn't change how people treat you. doesn't change how people show up. So then there was something like deeper than that. And that's when I started to really investigate and I hired someone to help me figure it out. Like I, I hired a coach cause I was like, I think there's something holding me back, even though I was like successful doing all this stuff. And I just don't know what it is. Like, I don't know, just let's mm -hmm. figure it out. I don't know what it is. I know there's another level to what I'm doing and I want to be there. And what was so the, I had the awareness uh, that there was some invisible thing. Yeah, but what was that invisible thing for you? Oh, it's all the programs. It's all the, the it was all of the, my identity, mm -hmm. how I was perceiving everything that happened to me in the past and everything that's happening to me now. Um, and how my brain was seeing things, how my brain was interpreting things. Uh, I think my energy was okay because i was attracting decent people into my life but i knew there was something better mm. yeah yeah it was like that you know blind spot i guess that a lot of people have because you obviously can't see yourself from the outside but i'm pretty sure that's when you started maybe meditating and you know really really getting quiet and quieting the mind and 
yeah, I think that was really what changed for me. You know, when I saw myself from the outside, I was able to see all of the patterns that I was repeating over and over again. I'm still having patterns that I keep repeating. We all have, yeah. but um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a game changer. And I think for a lot of people, it will be, I think that's literally the journey of life where we have these desires and we meet them then we are like, fuck, it's not fulfilling. Like, why? Like, I thought that would fulfill me, you know, that could be the husband, it could be the money, it could be anything, but it really has to happen internally, literally what you are saying. So why do you think it's so important? Or why do you, what do you think will be the next level for you now? I don't know. I don't really know. I'm just open to whatever it is at this point. Um, and I think for, well, I do. I mean, I kind of know. I think for me, it's just expanding myself, my energy and showing up in a powerful way, more powerful way to help people see that in themselves. Mm. Um, because there's this quote, I heard Les Brown say it. I don't know exactly who said it, but it's the universe hides you until you're ready. Mm. And we're always wanting, we, especially with the way things are on social media, we're always thinking like, I'm ready. Like I, I should be out there. Like people need my help or why not me? And it's because you're not ready yet. You have to like keep on working on getting good, getting better. So that way you can show up and be the most grounded lighthouse that you can be to help people uh, and attract the people that are supposed to be attracted to you change their lives. Right. And like I've had, big successes where people didn't really know who I was yet. They know who my partners were and all these things, but it, what I didn't show up. Like I wasn't the person yet. Yeah. You didn't want to be seen probably as well. Yeah. I think I maybe wanted to be seen, but then my subconscious didn't want me to be seen. And those are like some of the stories that I've been working on um, uncovering and rewriting for myself. Cause we, it's not about, uh, getting rid of the programs. Mm. It's about finding new programs, yeah, better ones, elevating them, constantly elevating them. And we don't even know what the highest program is for ourselves, but we're just constantly working towards it. We're constantly moving up on that. Um, and there was also a point where I was like, you know, I don't, I think I don't want to be here. I want to just like ascend out of this body. Mm. But then I had an experience where I realized like I chose this, like we all chose this for a reason. Yeah. So it's here for us to step into that and actually create what we want in our lives and not care what everyone else is telling us that we should be doing. Yeah. It's really interesting because I was, you know, simultaneously I'm looking at your chart and analyzing the whole situation. I always do that, (laughs) (laughs) but um, yeah. Yeah. And you have Chiron retrograde in the second house and that's all about self-worth. And I have a big second house story too. And I know, you know, for us, it's really about, we, we probably have this program in our mind to attach our worth onto external things. And our journey really is because you have a lot of 12th house stuff. I've put in a 12th house. The journey is really to understand, okay, no, nothing outside of us is making us happy. It comes from maybe even our connection to the universe, to source, because we want to be powerful, right? We feel like unworthy and powerless maybe because of our past. And that's, you know, preparing us, so to speak, for the work that we are meant to do in this world, which is really to 
give ourselves the power back, but also understand how powerful we are, that we, the second house also rules, you know, the physical body, um, the five senses, all of that. And plus you have Pluto in the sixth house. That's, you know, also your daily routines, your habits, and you actualize that through spirituality. So I would be curious um, to know when or to, yeah, to ask you, like, when did your sort of like spiritual awakening happen? I think it was like a gradual thing. Mm. I don't think it was just once. Um, like I've had, I don't know, just like things in my in my life that I've seen when I was younger, like a teenager. I was. We went to used to. Uh, I used to go to this Christian camp every summer, um, and I never felt like I belonged. I never felt like I fit in, but I had like an experience where I don't know. I got I got out of my body. And I can't even like fully remember it, but I realized like, this is not real. This is not just all there is like, there's something more. And that was like the first time, but then, you know, you always get back into your beta brainwave thinking, stressed out thinking where you're looking fight or flight, like everything's going on around me. And like, this is all that there is. Mm -hmm. And then it's like just succession of these different awakening processes. I mean, I think for me, the most powerful was using plant medicine just because I kind of thought, you know, maybe there's something beyond all this. And I think I've seen it, but I don't really know. And doing plant medicine just rip, I did it because I wanted to say, okay, if there is something like just rip the veil off and let me see what else is going on. I just want to see it. And now, and it did that. I was like, well, there is something else like this is not all there is. Uh, and, but I think there's a caveat to talk to with plant medicine is that it's a tool, mm. right? Our brain and our bodies can do these things without it. Sometimes we need help. Sometimes we need that jump start. I was already meditating before that. I was, I actually went into like three day fasted, uh, before that yeah. I was reading books and all these things. Yeah. And it cleared out a lot of physical stuff too. But I think uh, most people, a lot of people do those things and they get stuck on them. Yeah. I think you have to be ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think everyone's ready, but it's like, you know, they're ready when they're ready, but you have to, it's like, don't have to do it a million times in order to see that it's the tool. Hmm. It's like with any other drug, you know, you can get lost because all of a sudden, your whole perception about reality f- changes and you feel like, oh my gosh, this feels so much more amazing than reality, like the yeah. physical reality before. So you feel like I have to have that all the time. It's like with alcohol, with any other drug too. So you have to know how to use it, I guess, to, yeah. as you said, you know, as a tool and not, you know, there are a lot of people that do ayahuasca all the time, like literally <laughs> live on that, so to speak. And I don't think that this is like, you know, it's all about balance, obviously. And also, no. you know, how can you, I don't, I don't want to say have the same state or the same, you can have the same view on the world, even without it, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think it gives you like the roadmap to yeah. say, oh, wow, that's like how I could feel all the time. Because afterwards, you know, you feel good. There's like this afterglow and then it wears off. And a lot of people, most people, I mean, they go, they're like, I need to do it again because I need mm-hmm. to get back to that feeling. But if you 
it's like taking steroids, right? So like mm. you build all this muscle and then you don't, and then you stop taking them. You don't have all the extra hormones flowing through your body. You're like, oh man, like I need the hormones to get that physique again. And our brain doesn't work that way. So like when you are taking this artificial thing from the outside, your brain's not going to convert melatonin and serotonin into DMT and all these other substances. So you can have that experience without it. Mm. But when you start working on clearing the body, clearing the mind, clearing your energy, I think you can feel that way most of the time mm. without it. Yeah, because the only thing that is actually stopping you or blocking you from experiencing it is the density in your body, which is yeah. also, you know, food and it's thoughts. It's all, like the heaviness, basically. Yeah. And if you lighten up, so to speak, then you automatically shift into a higher frequency. So you actually yeah. don't need drugs. That's Literally lighten up. And you start to see like this world is a trip. Like this is yeah. the... <laughs> illusion of all illusions yeah. like this is you know the most real simulation that there can possibly be mm. but Push. yeah especially in 2020 <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh it's crazy. yeah yeah it's yeah. crazy like in 2000 i mean what's going on this year and i think what's going on this year is that there's so many different realities overlapping mm. so like People are seeing what they want to see and then they're reporting it on social media and the news and they're like, no, 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 but I'm right. Like, look, all this evidence is I'm right. Mm -hmm. And the other people are like, no, but I'm right. See, there's all this evidence I'm right. And they're all living in their own realities mm -hmm. and they're converging together and they're, it's causing so much personal confusion because they're mm -hmm. like, I don't know what the heck is really happening because Everyone says all these things are happening and there's all this conflicting information because all those things are actually happening mm. at the same time. Mm. Yeah, there's no right or wrong. That's the ultimate lesson that we have to learn. Right. But it's hard for the human brain to accept that because we feel safer if we know there's only one truth and we just have to follow the path. But it's, yeah. it's not how it works. But it's, it's also shows you like, okay, so if all these things are happening, how do I, how do I choose or align with which the one that I feel the most comfortable, the one that I feel the most resonant with, how do I do that? Mm. And like, that's where the work needs to happen. That's all you have to do. It's like, you know, the row, row, row your boat gently down the stream song. Basically you're just finding the river that you want to put your boat in. That's all. Mm. How do you do that with your program? <laughs> Cause that's probably what a lot of people want to know. How do I find my timeline? You know, how do I find uh, the frequency that I want to be in? Yeah, it's about testing, you know, testing them out, like mm -hmm. constantly evolving and getting clear on your vision, clear on your, your emotions and clear on your thoughts. And you can only do that when you work with all mm -hmm. three of those bodies that you have. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's a simple, it's like simple, but it's not easy for most people. Yeah. Yeah, because again, I think, it's really helpful to have someone from the outside sort of like guiding you, leading you because <clears> you can't see yourself. You don't really see your blind spot technically. And um, yeah, a lot of people are still like in fear because of the uncertainty around. But I, I definitely hope that, you know, we are literally overfed by fear at some <laughs> point. We were just like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. Fear will always be around. You know? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I think 
so i mean what you touched on people like can't see their own uh programs their own fear all those things i think it's important because a lot of people want to do it on their own Mm. right they think that oh yeah i could just do it on my own um but they're underestimating the importance of a a true guide Mm. right that's why there's more than one person Mm. so these guides show up the guru shows up the teacher shows up and they help you uncover those invisible walls and they give you these tools Mm -hmm. for transformation and they speed up the process. Like, sure, there are people who have done it completely on their own, maybe. And there are people who have, uh, you know, that don't, you know, they made a significant amount of transformation in their life and they think that's like good enough. And they don't want to invest in help or just be open. They're not even open to like having a mentor or a coach or a guide or a teacher show them a different way. And that's really just being stuck in your own ego and all that. But uh, I think it's really common now that people don't think they need help or a guide because mm. it's, it's the pro- some of the programming that we have from going to school and everything like do it on your own. Don't work in groups. Don't ask your friends. Uh, you don't get to have the book open while you're taking the test. Like you just have to know it. Mm. Like, how can you not know this? And that's the wrong way of thinking. And it's really just about elevating our thinking because we're all here to learn from each other and to grow together and expand together. Otherwise we would just be our own brain in a box and no one else would exist. Mm. There'd be no point. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Collaboration not competition. Like that's how the universe works. Yeah. And if we understand, you know, that we are all connected. So you actually know that the help that you receive, that's even from yourself, it's, it's not from something so external. It, that's when we, you know, when you think in separation, then obviously it is, but we are all connected. So, and even I know from my own personal work that I do with every client that I help, I heal a part inside of myself too. It's not, you know, that I attract them, out of nowhere, there's, you know, yeah. I, I definitely believe that it's happening also for me for a reason, not just for the client that they see me, perceive me. Absolutely. It's a co-creation. Yeah. It's not like, you know, like I said before, like Darwin's law of like survival of the fittest, like that is not on a, on a small scale level. If you look at it, like from a one foot level, like that's mm-hmm. maybe how nature looks like it works. Like it's survival of the fittest. Everyone's competing everyone's uh, fighting for resources and all that. But if you look at it at a 30,000 foot view, if you look at it from the bigger perspective, everything is actually collaborating and working together mm-hmm. in order to form what we have as reality and we have as nature. So if we take that into account, right, we're all co-creating. So it's not just me helping you or you helping me. It's us helping each other. Mm-hmm us helping each other expand as conscious beings. Like the universe expands in different ways, right? And in physics, like the universe is expanding physically, like literally physically, like everything's being pushed out from the beginning of the creation of the universe, Mm. but it eventually slows down and it, or I mean, they're saying it's speeding up, but whatever. (laughs) It eventually hits a physical limit, right? But there's other dimensions to that expansion like we can't actually see because it's so far in the past there's other dimensions to the expansion so they're not just physical the other dimensions are through 
energy and consciousness and organization. So we're are elevating our conscious selves through the form of life and whatever else is after this. That's how we expand. Like that's why we're here. It's just a function of the physical universe. And we have to honor that and just go with it. Yeah. And because you mentioned it before, I want to know your take on, do we live in a simulation? And, you know, how can that be if we yeah. are in a physical form? Like, it's so weird. And, you know, I know this morning you posted something about the matrix and a lot of people post that <laughs> nowadays, obviously. So what is your take on all of that? Yeah, I mean, there's many ways to look at it, right? You can look at it as like, oh, it's a virtual reality, like a literal electrical programming simulation, like we would have a video game. But then there's other ways to look at it, like through physics, where there's a theory that uh, the surface of a black hole is actually two-dimensional information and our reality is like four-dimensional reality projected off of that black hole. So like, what is that? Is that just like a lens of projection? Yeah. And there's a black hole at the center of every single galaxy. Yeah. So what is that? So there's that one of that aspect of it. And then the other aspect of it is that our brain is how our brain works and our body works. It's taking in all of this information all the time. And all of the information is being processed inside of your brain, inside of your skull. And it's creating a simulation, a projection of what it thinks the world looks like based on your knowledge, your experience, your thoughts, your emotions, and the function of your brain and your neurons, like all the filters is being put through. So, I mean, it's almost impossible. You can't say it's not a simulation because everything that you're experiencing is a simulation that's happening inside of your brain. Mm. So absolute, like there's no question. It's just like, what dimension of the simulation are you talking about? And uh, where is it even coming from? So I think people that say like, oh, it's a virtual reality simulation. They just haven't had that experience yet that maybe computers and technology that we're creating is not the only type of simulation that there is mm. it's just their language for explaining it and talking about it yeah because you know when you think about smartphones the internet i always see the internet as a reflection of our consciousness because every like all the knowledge is, it's almost like the akashic records it's, that's the internet <laughs> it literally is and also you know when you think about your thoughts and your imagination that's also just a simulation and that's where manifestation well, obviously starts i i truly believe this like that you can't create anything that doesn't already exist yeah so like when we created the internet or we create phones or virtual reality or uh cars or whatever planes or libraries whatever it's all stuff that already exists on some deeper level mm -hmm. we're just making a three-dimensional version of it that yeah. we can touch instead of a higher dimensional version of it that we're just not perceiving it like some people are but not everyone is perceiving at the moment because we're numbing ourselves to that yeah. and when we go deeper into that three-dimensional connection thing it's useful absolutely useful because that's how we're even having this conversation yeah. but you shut yourself off to these higher abilities yeah. i love just that like, yeah, because yeah, just like doing the plant medicine can awaken you. 
or it can shut you off to your higher abilities. Yeah, because that's actually, you know, something that I realized um, when it comes to psychic abilities. And I shared that before. I never thought I was psychic and we all are psychic. It's not something ultra, ultra special. A lot of people, some people realize it, some people don't. And, mm -hmm. or use it, I would say. Uh, yeah. And a big belief that I, that was attached to me not believing that I'm psychic was that I thought it has to look a certain way. Um, for example, let's just use clairvoyance, right? I have all of these images in my head, but I was always like, ah, I'm just, you know, that's just my imagination. That's not real. Like that's yeah. not actually happening. But <laughs> the minute it is in my mind and I see the picture, like it's there, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then the thing shows up in real life and you're like, oh, yeah. Okay. Or it doesn't show up. It doesn't matter. It's still real. If it's physical or not, it's real. I know. So yeah, you're totally right. Like, and doing a lot of these other things like numbs us to that. Mm. Forget about that. I mean, on the ba most basic level of like healing, we, our medical system is set up in a way that we forget that healing happens from the inside out. We have this amazing healing ability to literally produce any pharmaceutical chemical in the right amount, in the right dose um, that we need to be healthy. All we have to do is give it the right things in the forms of thoughts, uh, chemicals, things, and emotions, and our body will just heal itself. But instead, something's wrong. We're like, oh, I got to go to the doctor, the hospital, uh, give me some kind of drugs, give me some kind of treatment give me some kind of therapy. And those things are totally useful, right? I think they help you down the path of activating that self-healing. But most people don't re remember it, don't, for don't realize that and they just stay stuck in it. Mm. And they keep shutting down and they wonder why health problem after health problem after health problem keeps developing because it's their higher self trying to like wake them up like, yo, mm you have this ability. Like I'm trying to show you that you can do that. <laughs> mm. You're just blocking the energy. You're like shutting me down. So I'm going to create something bigger. It's true. I actually had a conversation with one of my clients in a reading, which is really hard to say to someone, but she understands it. <laughs> and I knew I could say that to her. The reason why she was born with a really intense physical ability or like condition, basically she, she is in a wheelchair was I told her like as far as I can see from her chart she was really resisting growth and she is now like spiritual growth and she has a lot of psychic abilities like a lot of connection and a lot of gifts but she was resisting it so she had to be born into a condition where she's safe and she's healthy but she was really forced to you know use her imagination and all of the abilities that she, that she has and she's now written I think almost 13 books in her life <laughs> like it's crazy and i told yeah. her you see you know if you would run around in the world and get so distracted you would not have written 13 books that's amazing yeah like yeah. i'm struggling with one book and she's like oh my gosh <laughs> yeah it's incredible yeah it's amazing what happens when you like open yourself up to that mm. and a lot of people just don't um a lot of people are afraid to do it. A lot of people are stuck in their, the way things are now or that their environment is telling them how to feel on the inside mm. or how to be. And they're stuck in their circumstances. Mm. 
they're letting those circumstances dictate their life. And it's sometimes it takes uh, like a, a catastrophic event or something really perceived to be terrible to wake them up and push them on a different path. They need an enormous catalyst if you let that build up, right? Not everybody requires an enormous catalyst, but some people let it get to that point where they need it. I honestly think we all do because otherwise <laughs> we, w- we would not have 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we obviously created that collectively at some point. So yeah, I think we all needed a wake up call to say to see you know how powerful we are and how much we are attached to the government or any other outside authority to tell us what we can do and what we can't do with our life so how do you see the future so to speak i know that's a really wide question but you know <laughs> i mean just like everyone is seeing and perceiving their own version of reality right now mm. of that's why it's so confusing I think the future is like, there's going to be different experiences in the future. Like people are going to live in the future that they align to. Mm. And if you allow yourself to get stuck in the distractions of what's going on right now, like you're going to align to that future. And like most of the future, most of the distractions are not creating a future that I want to be living in or you want to be living or most people want to be stuck in. But they're kind of drawn to it because like, that's what's so familiar to them. Mm. Um, and they're just letting their, their programs run the show instead of taking self-responsibility for what's going on in their lives. So I don't know. I don't know what's got to happen in the future. Um, all I know is that the future is going to be with, it needs to be for you, for your expansion, for your highest good. Like that's mm. all that we can ever count on. Mm. And what sort of future do you want to create? Or how do you want to contribute to the future you're creating? Should better say. Um, just for me, just get, like I said before, just getting more grounded in like who I am, staying in those higher energies, uh, putting myself out there. So whoever needs to hear my voice and what I'm saying and my presence and my energy in order for them to start seeing how powerful they are just to create that kind of virus and that kind of infection. Right. Mm. I think that's the virus we need to create. So that's it. I mean, and just seeing where that goes because our natural state is health. Our natural state is abundance. Our natural state is love. And all we're doing is just filtering ourselves from that natural state. So just whatever, I don't even know what I don't know. I don't even know everything that's blocking me. So just a constant journey of that. Yeah, I also feel like people get lost in the that's another belief that they are blocked to a certain degree because they lose the trust in, you know, that whatever needs to be unfolded right now, you know, you will you will know, you know, this is a block that you're working on right now. And then next year it will be something else and something else. It never stops because we all have so many blocks, so to speak, but that's also just experience. And we obviously expand through these blocks. So yeah, I think it's important to still 
trust and to still enjoy the moment even if you yeah, feel like yeah. oh my gosh i have so much construction to do in my body and in my world in order to create the life that i want it's not like that it's not like you have to <laughs> erase everything and be a white sheet of paper in order to have the best life possible it's obviously not how it works no because everything that got you here got you here mm. like that all needed to happen mm. right so that helped you create perspective it helped you get better it helped you um sharpen your tool that you have and no matter where you're at right now you can always wake up to that and start being conscious of all the things we talked about mm. right mm. so how can people find you these days tell us more best way to find me is instagram at dr demarco or on facebook and you could just search my name uh dr michael demarco or michael demarco i have you know have a group on there for spiritual minded entrepreneurs to help them get past, you know, their blocks mm. and what's holding them back and upgrade their brain and their biology and their thoughts and their identity. So it's really cool. I mean, it's great how we can connect to people nowadays. Mm. I'm really glad to that. That's the, that's the best thing about the internet because otherwise I think we would not have seen the same amount of, I guess, growth and expansion in 2020. It's pretty no. mad where if you see like the speed of people waking up and getting conscious, it's crazy. Yeah. And like, that's the thing, like you can, this technology, this thing that's ha all these things that are emerging, they can distract you, they can limit you, but at the same time, they're also kind of required for the expansion. Mm. So it's, it's paradoxical and it's, up to you to perceive which path, which way you want to accept it, right? It's the same with freedom. That's something I said before, you know, everyone wants to be free and no government and, you know, all <laughs> of the, but, you know, freedom can be amazing, right? But it can also be dangerous because people start attacking each other with no consequences. So there's always two sides and you obviously have to decide which side you want to be on. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you could have true freedom without a sense of self, mm, like a true deep sense true. of self. Because yeah. when you have that, then you don't treat people that way. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people are just not ready yet to have that freedom. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we will see how that will unfold. But obviously your work, to a certain degree, my work as well, we are helping to, you know, give people access to being in freedom without danger, I guess. Well, yeah, that's why people like, us and anyone listening that's thinking like oh everyone else is always already kind of saying what i want to say so i'm just not going to say it mm. your voice is healing and your voice needs to be heard by the people that resonate with it and it's going to help them heal mm. so even though you say the same words and have a similar message your frequency is what matters your energy is what matters so maybe a thousand people hear your voice and they that helps them change and those same thousand people they don't resonate with anybody else and because you're not deciding to show up they uh you know they got to look elsewhere mm. that's a good point because a lot of people block themselves from showing yeah. up because of that reason so i love that you said that it's not about how many people already said what you want to share because there's a reason that you are interested in it there's a reason you're passionate about sharing that message yeah. so do you think that's random no <laughs> yeah right. and if you think you have something new to share i have 
I hate to break it to you. You really don't. There is no like, answer. Yeah. <laughs> you can go back as far as you want. Um, and there's somebody else that had a similar message, maybe said it in a different way, but it was almost the exact same thing. But you just have to give it your vibration. That's mm. all. I love that. Perfect ending. So thank you so much for your time. Everyone who's listening has to go stalk you and get in touch <laughs> with you and see what you have to offer. Um, and we will definitely hear each other next time. Yes. So, thank yeah. you.